Welcome to Tanked Up the Podcast, all about video games and craft beer. I'm Ben, and I'm here with Lucy. Hello again. Hey. Hi. Lucy. My hiatus. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> For one week. Yeah. Was it one week? Yes. Yeah, it was just one week. One. Yeah. <laughs> Not the longest of hiatuses. However, a slight hiatus on the beer this week for you. Mmm. On the beer and video games. Mmm. Mostly video games. Bit of beer. <laughs> yeah, yes. uh, my body's old and tired. <laughs> and that's why, if I don't sound too enthusiastic about it, it's not because I didn't enjoy it. Because I'm tired. But, mm. um, yeah, it was good. It was It was called Taps. It was the first... Um, it's the first festival they put on. Right. Um, you, could, you could tell it was like their first year because... I mean, it wasn't like a, you know like meager lineup but mm. um just some of the people from like local breweries um weren't as much in force there and okay um, but you still had like you know five points brewing had four pure had uh who else <laughs> i obviously enjoyed myself too much because i can't remember but um <laughs> uh fierce um oh yeah i had, I had quite a few few names there um oh, jameson see, were there interesting for some reason well. yeah i had yeah. um probably one of the beers that i remember the most was a it was a chili and lime pale ale from fierce Ooh. um which is weird because you only get them like chili and like stouts and darker beers mm. but um on this occasion they put it in a pale ale and it was pretty nice um I think I got a half to begin with. That's probably too okay. much. Maybe like a third, because it is a very slow sipping one. So if you're at a festival and you want to sample as many as you can, you probably don't yeah. want, you know, something that's going to sit heavy with you. Um, but yeah, the, what I, <laughs> it's going to make you sound. In fact, I'll, what I'm about to say is going to make me sound really old. But first of all, I realised that there weren't too many dark beers there. Like, like okay. when we went to Bristol. Um, well, when I came down to Bristol and went to the Bristol Beer Festival, it's like all the beers are like 11, 12, and it's yeah. like, it's 11 o'clock in the morning, I can't just start <laughs> with that. And there's so many, but um, I, I went to the one in Birmingham with uh, a friend who really likes like stouts and porters and strong mm. beers. Um, there wasn't that many, there was probably about two, three maybe? There was mm. Nightfall from Four Pure, which is 9%. Um... There was a Demolan beer, um, nice. which was a collab uh, with one of the, it's, it's called the Pint Shop, it's a chain that's, the, I think they're opening up in Birmingham soon, so mm. like pies and meat and beer and all the good stuff. Um, yeah, that, it was a collaboration between them and Demolan, that was really good, I think that was one of the best beers that I had there, nice. that was like 12% or something like that, but um, yeah, and it was a drizzly day, so it's like I would have liked a few more like dark mm. beers, but um <laughs> and what was weird about the festival is bear with me, kids, any kids watching. <laughs> but there were so many young people there. <laughs> really? Was, yeah. It was like 
it was crazy. It was like mostly young people. Like when we go, <laughs> when we go to beer festivals, it's usually people who look like Ben. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mostly we'll get into we'll get into bristol uh crappy yeah. festival in a moment but i mean it was full of like flannel shirts and beards mm. wasn't it really yeah. Like, yeah i'd say like probably average age usually at the festival i i've been to so far probably i'd probably say about 35 to be honest yeah yeah i'd say hmm. mid to late 30s probably yeah. yeah at the place i went to the Average age was probably like twenty three. There was really? a lot, yeah, there was a lot of kids there. I felt wow. like I felt like I was in a crash. <laughs> I felt <laughs> I felt like what did I stumble into? But it was in like Digbuff, which is where yep. all the cool kids go and it was at the customs factory, so but I think it's great. I mean you yeah, know that young scene mate. Yeah. It's like good. Turn them into alcoholics like us all this. Yeah. Start them Speaking. young. Speaking of being an alcoholic, I'm going to open a beer. Yes. I am not drinking this week because two festivals in a row. <laughs> Weekends in a row. Luckily, I had a, yeah, mm. I had a week off. so I'm, Yeah, uh, I'm looking I'm forward to, to that this Saturday. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure which one to drink first. I've got uh, mm. an IPA mm-hmm. and the other one, I don't know, I don't know what it is. Um, mm. Both of these are beers that you brought down uh, week before last, last week. Yes, whatever it was. yes. Yes. Uh, the first one is from Dea, Invoice Me for the Microphone, which mm-hmm. I know you've had on um, on show before. Yes. I th- yeah, I have, actually, yeah. Um, mm. Yeah, it was one where it was like a, oh, I just found a Dea, I'm going to have it on the podcast, and I was yeah. like, not even sure if I'm into this, and I had my second beer, and I was like, no, the Dea is much better. I just forgot. <laughs> <laughs> well, because of that, I may mm. start then with the other beer, which is um, from... I think it's from it's Bundabust, a brewing company, and it's called Dana International. It's an IPA, seven point two percent, but it's made with Northern Monk. I guess oh, almost... is, is it the patrons? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't it? have a, doesn't have any info like that on it at all. Yeah. There's no like patrons number or anything. Um, okay. It just says crafted to complement Bundabust's award-winning Indian street food. Visit our restaurant in Leeds and Manchester, and then brewed and okay. canned in the north by Northern Monk. Nice. Uh, that's it. it. Is that the one with me... the tiger on it? It is. Yeah. I'm, yes. I can't remember remember if I had that one or not. Okay. I was just like, these dents and beers, I don't really need have, uh, You know, I've had plenty there. <laughs> Which, like, of course, oh. I was very grateful for. I instantly yeah, yeah. had the um, the left-handed giant. Um, mm. oh, I can't remember what it's called, but it's a pale ale. It's really good. It's got a dock mm. on the, um, you know, like a little yes. wooden jetty. On the can, um, I've mm. had it before, which is why I yeah. picked that one just for you know an evening beer after the beer festival. Mm. Um, but as with all left-handed giant beers, it was very good. Yeah, yeah, that one you got mm. now looks quite tasty. I mean, it yeah, yeah. yeah it's a nice sort of um, it's a nice amber color, a little bit of orange to it, perhaps. It's got a nice fruity nose. Mm. Uh, doesn't overdo it. It's not a big, it's not a big nose, but. It's um, definitely getting those tropical fruits and kind of... I don't know whether anything else is really pushing through. But okay. Flavour-wise, a little bit viscous. Mm. Yeah, it looks quite hazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those tropical it's fruits thick. are kicking through. Yeah. But it's 
kind of makes way for a, a little bit of sweetness as well which is nice uh, I don't know what it's kind of whether it's a fruity kind of sweetness complementing right. those kind of those those tropical kind of notes there's almost no bitterness to it at all I'd expect a, oh, okay. a bit more of a, a hit from it but there's barely anything on this yeah bit of so the sweetness not necessarily come from the fruits, come from the malts. I think is it? Maybe the sweetness is maybe a little bit of stone fruit in there. Okay. Maybe mm. not quite. It's not a big sort of uh, stone fruits flavour. Those tropical fruits uh, are kind yeah. of there to give you the big, like. Yeah. The big, the big bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe the my brain's not flavors, working as well. Yeah. Maybe having a week off a bit wasn't a good idea. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> The, the fruit flavour kind of gives you that, that initial kind of hit and then that sweetness kind of creeps through a little bit. Mm. And mm. It, it might be a little bit kind of malty as well in there, yeah. kicking through. Uh, it's not sort of, you know, it's not like a biscuity kind of sweetness yeah. to it. It's not like a sugary kind of sweetness to it. It's definitely yeah, it might a just little be... bit more fruity. Yeah, I wonder if they like... I mean, there's not much flavour text on the can by the looks of it, but no. they put like you know, like puree in it or something like, or, or if it was like natural fruits and it's the sugar from the natural fruits. Who knows? Yeah, it does say it's um, just says water, malted barley, oats, wheat, hops, yeast, and coriander seeds. So, hmm. Do you taste coriander? Are you getting no, any? No, oh, not okay. getting that at all. Hmm. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I wonder what hops they've got in. It's probably like, mm. I don't know, citra, maybe centennial and all that. But yeah, it would be nice to know what hops are in it. I guess it would probably Google it, but that would be yeah, quite effort. Hit like rape beer or untapped or something before yeah. I would have drank it. But then I'd have had some kind of inkling as to what to yeah. expect. We just shoot from the hip around here. Exactly. And exactly. get it wrong every exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Precisely that. Um Right, while I drink this, should we should we have a little chat about Bristol Craft Beer Festival? Yeah, uh, yeah. It was a, it was it was good. It was very good. Yeah. It felt maybe the day after like it was a bit better than uh, <laughs> than I'd initially thought. Right. It was a little bit a little bit <laughs> hazier uh, the day after than I yeah. uh, than I thought I I should be. But um, as you mentioned earlier, there are a lot of big beers there, a mm -hmm. lot of big beers, and we were kicking back nine eleven percent beers by you know by midday yeah so it was going to be pretty messy wasn't it really yeah. yeah it was yeah but it was i think that's why we do the right thing and we only go for like one session rather than like a day yeah. and a night and just do it in the day and then you got time to slow down and recover mm. and because i was up at six o'clock that morning <laughs> yes yeah I was like, ah, oh. and Ben was up with E. I was like, this is your <laughs> life now, watching cartoons at, before the <laughs> sun is even up. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> you poor soul. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was it was good. Um, I, I think as we were saying before, it was like there was nothing that like blew our minds there. There was no like mm. beer of the show that like we both took away from it. There was nothing outstanding about it. Yeah, it's like this, you know second year and it's like it's it's got bigger they had a bigger bigger site and mm -hmm. more beers more brewers and everything but bigger is not always better and it's like yeah yeah and there was some some you know notable absences like um like i expected daya to be there like, so did i mm, yeah it would have been good for them to be yeah there. um 
Tidewater? They weren't there, were they? No, they weren't. No. no. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it, it's unreasonable to expect like all these brewers to be everywhere at once because mm, of course small teams, but and they already seem to be like everywhere at once. It's like oh, we're doing a tap takeover in this country, mm. not country city, city, going up to Leeds, Newcastle. Now we're in London. Like you know, it's like. They must need time to rest, and it's like it's hard to be in so many places at one. But completely, yeah. Even if you've got, mm. you know, ten people working for you, no, yeah, not necessarily all brewers, but people that do like deliveries and people that work on your in your tap rooms and on your bars and stuff. Mm. And even if you've got a team of ten people, you don't, you know, you don't want to be say two people, three people down yeah. every yeah. weekend during mm. the summer. Uh, you know, it's quite difficult. I noticed that um, was it. Was it Wiper and True? Um, mm. The um, I can't remember whether it's the guy that owns it, the Hebrew or whoever. Someone was getting married the same right. weekend as the beer festival, yeah. so the lad that was on the um, that was on the stool uh, was a little bit worse for wear Saturday morning. Uh, we had a very good conversation, mm. uh, but he was sort of you know he was he was there. That was him yeah. for the weekend, just doing that and just being sort of like the guy there for Wiper and mm. True. Mm. Um, so it is. It was interesting seeing the different like teams and people that kind of that they had there because yeah. uh, you know obviously we we chat a lot about good chemistry and and know the guys behind it and stuff. And uh, you know uh, Bob was on the taps there in, on Saturday daytime session. I can never remember the other lad's name uh, who works in the tap room there, mm. um, but he was on there with him as well. And I think that they, those guys, have got enough people that they kind of, and because they're Bristol based, it's a little bit yeah. easier for them. Yeah, for sure. Um, that they can have two people there rather than having to send someone down. You know, if it had been yeah. like Alwater who had had to send like three people down to stay over for the weekend from Manchester, that means that maybe they're not brewing as much during the weekend and stuff so it, yeah. it is hard to get people down to these <clears throat> events sort of every week as you say yeah and just to that point it's like it's crazy when like local brewers aren't there because out mm. of the like i'd say probably five noticeable ones in birmingham only one was there at the one in birmingham yeah. last week and that's just because they are literally less than 30 feet away <laughs> it literally around the corner but um but then you have to think, it's like when I went to another festival in Birmingham, um, like I spoke to one of the guys at like Bromley Brewery and he's like, you know, we haven't really sold that much, we haven't done too well. And it's like, yeah. I went over there to say hi and I bought a beer like out of, out of pure loyalty rather than anything else. And mm. it's, like, but it's like, I know I can get those beers like any, any other weekend that yeah. they open. So I imagine that it might be like diminishing returns to turn up to Possibly. the local ones because it's like, most of these people are going to be local and they probably know your beer anyway mm. if they're at a beer festival so they probably want to go and taste the you know brews of like 200 miles away and stuff like that instead yeah, so completely completely yeah but it's it's still crazy <laughs> it's like just put or even just like you know nudge the other local brewers it's like can you just have one of ours on tap please and you know we're not going to send anyone there just a kick yeah (laughs) i I know that we the first beer we had was from good chemistry and it was their barrel aged saison and i i wanted that one because i know that it's only available in a couple of places and okay and I don't get out very much anymore, <laughs> so I don't get to go to as many sort of local pubs that yeah. will stock that beer. 
So I knew that I wanted to try that, and that was just the opportunity to to try mm. it. Yeah. Uh, and it was the same with another couple of the the. Um, so it's good to have those those local ones there, definitely. But you, yeah. it's, it's great with like Bristol Beer Festival or Bristol Craft Beer Festival. Let's give it its full title. I think um, did have a good range of, mm-hmm. of brewers. Um, you know, there were there were a few Belgian brewers there as well. Uh, we actually got to try some beers from Track too. Yes, who'd obviously come down from mm-hmm. Manchester. Who mm-hmm. I just, we just don't see very much here, apart from the occasional collaboration beer which appears in the mm. bottle shop so they did have a few people who it was you know a few brewers who you're definitely like right i, I yeah. want to try one of their beers um and bless say, northern monks showing up like halfway through the day <laughs> <laughs> yeah they clearly had a very heavy night yeah yeah um but you you want kind of you know you do want a really good range of beers and you obviously you want mm. all of your beers to be fantastic and all of the beers we had were good. There weren't any kind of duds in there at all. No, not at all. Uh, there wasn't anything that I wanted to throw away whatsoever. But like you said, there wasn't anything that kind of really stood no. out. And that, there may have been. There may have been a few beers there yeah, which were we absolutely try, phenomenal, yeah. but we just mm. didn't try it. Just through luck of the draw, and we decided yeah. to have that one instead of instead of that one. Mm. Uh, and I think that's that's what's nice about having the smaller venue the year previous. It's like... We got to visit like every single one of those brewers that we wanted to. I mean, yeah, bless their hearts, Brew Dog. They keep showing up everywhere. <laughs> you never see anyone round there drinking their beers, but they <laughs> show up. Got the Birmingham one last week as well. It's like, oh hi, bye. Yeah, I think that Brew Dog are big enough to be able to do you know to oh, God, go yeah. where they want. But they've got their noticed, troops. Everywhere. They have, they yeah. have, and um, a couple of the like the Brew Dog beers that they had on. At, at the at the Bristol Festival. Oh, you looked. It's more I than did like look. It. I looked. I looked. Ah, like you know, they're going to be different uh, mm. cast than they are in bottle form. But yeah. I know that you can pick That's the bottles true. that you can pick the beers they had up in the supermarket. So it's kind of mm-hmm. it's yeah. much less of a like a, of an event beer or, or something that yeah. I'm not going to get anywhere else. Perhaps it just, to kind it just of seems just like the wrong place to go. I wonder what they see in terms of returns on going to festivals like that where people are obviously knowledgeable mm. about beer i'm not hating on brewery dog because it's like i picked up one of theirs from tesco uh a couple of days ago um it's like a tangerine sour or something like that yeah but i i just wonder like most people that are tapped into the brew scene mm-hmm. know that they stock their beers in tesco or yeah. morrison's or sainsbury's just <laughs> i'd love to see the the reasonings behind it, the money return from it. I mean, if you're going to like a more casual festival, then absolutely. But a beer festival, yeah, it seems but a bit out of place. I guess for those guys, it's still it's still mindshare, isn't it? Mm. They still yeah. want to be part of the conversation. They still want to be on people's mm. minds. So you go to the beer festival, and if someone doesn't drink one of your beers, mm-hmm. they still see you there. They still make the connection that you are there at the festival, so true, true. maybe your yeah. esteem goes up very slightly. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's there's probably plenty of reasons why they want a presence at as many yeah. festivals as they can possibly get to. Yeah, well, maybe they just wanted a weekend of having, you know, having a laugh. But I mean, that might exactly that might be it as well. <laughs> you know, send it. It might be that it's come from the 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 four or five people that want to go down to mm. Bristol. 
and say, look, we'll go and work the stall. Two of us will be on every session. The other three of us can be off tasting all of these beers that we never yeah. get to taste because yeah. we're not located here. Yeah, uh, speaking with other brewers, talking about yeah. collabs, handing out flyers. <laughs> you know, maybe just networking. They might be doing that. Exactly. Might, might be purely for that, and they're like, you know, just roll down a few kegs down, down from Scotland. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or they've yeah. got to come, just come down in a, a, you know, in a transit with five mm. of you in there. No, I thought they'd literally be rolling, you know, kegs down, <laughs> down the, the motorway. Way, just down the motorway. Just, <laughs> yeah. When you get tired, just like stand up on it and run on it. <laughs> just go over yeah. to the hard shoulder. Just make sure you're out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I envisaged. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, I'll just go back to an earlier point. I think that was nice about uh, the year prior, uh, the beer festival. Just having like mm. a smaller venue, obviously, you, you're going to want as many people coming and bigger yeah, venues sure. needs to accommodate that. But that's what, that was nice about having a smaller venue. It's like we got we got through like probably 95% of the brewers there. And I mean, we got through quite a lot of the brewers, you know, when we went there. But it was very much a this is like opportunity cost. We can't go. Well, not can't, but we don't want to go to that one. Because, mm. yeah, some of their beers look, quite, look okay, but we'd rather be going to, like, I don't know, Verdant or Good Chem or something yes. like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but again, we didn't... I don't don't think I had a beer from Verdant because the beers they had on, mm. I'd had before. Yes. So... I, I, I know I had one from them. can't remember what it was called. Um, there were a couple in that corner of that tent. And we sort of hovered yeah. around. I think we went to different ones that time. I think that, that was, was the good tent, the best. Yeah, that tent. was. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. I think it was. I can't remember. I can't nah. remember. No. Nah. Uh, but last year, I think one of the yeah. big differences was that we were with Adel as well, and because True. there were three of us and we were drinking different beers, we got to yeah. taste a lot of beer. That's Whereas really true. this time, the two of us kind of stuck together a little bit more and mm -hmm. even though we might have had a different beer we kind of both went to the same brewer uh, yeah, and I had a different beer um, mm. whereas last year we'd kind of just there were only two tents and then an indoor section last year yeah um and we kind of we either were in one tent all three of us and we just disperse off to a brewer and then come back like together and be like, oh i've had this one mm -hmm. from beaver town or i've got this one from yeah. verdant or, you know and and kind of share them around a little bit whereas this year it was more We'd go to the brewer, we'd kind of stand by the side, we'd have yeah. a sip of each other's beer, and then just finish what we'd picked, sort of thing. Yeah. So there was a lot of we got less... through like, um, like the whole of the Rainbow Project. I think they might have had one off, but it's like we got through them. That's through right, that we did six. Year, yeah, yeah, we did six of the Rainbow Project yeah. last year. Yeah. Mm. So and that was just one brewer. That was just Siren there. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to we need to uh, adopt the yeah. The raptor technique a bit more. Yeah. <laughs> Do we need? Well, no, I can't remember his name. Muldoon. We need him to be stalking <laughs> no, around the beer festival, so we can just. Say, oh, right, we've got three beers. Let's get around him quick. Share them all out. My microphone's actually resting on top of my uh, Jurassic Park book. <laughs> <laughs> Have you finished it yet? No, I've only just picked it up again after like not reading it for about two weeks okay life being busy yeah, yeah i just want to 
after this, I'm probably just going to sit down and read it. It's going to be good. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> um, so we're going to we're going to stick, I think, with events uh, to chat around. Another event that you went to, Lucy, that I didn't. Mm. Go to. I'm, I'm going to open my my next beer first. Okay. But while I while I do, is there anything uh, you know? Any final thoughts you have on Bristol Crabber Festival, uh, the other beer festival you went to? Were there any brewers that you kind of thought that you'd really want to see at either of these, apart from Daya, mm. of course? Yeah, just Daya. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, not really. I, I enjoyed them both. Um, I think the one I've enjoyed the most this year was one I went into um, at the Bond Company in Birmingham bit more um that was just i think that was just like in craft beer week i can't even remember what it's called but anyway um yeah was that, the, was, was that the the one we went to um the birthday for cottage wines no. and the woman was handing out flyers it yes it was that, was that one. one it was yeah. that one yeah and it went off it was really good i think you know the weather was great as well and everything it's just like a perfect storm and yeah um, had a really good selection of beers so you know, when there's beer there, it doesn't matter. It's like I'm happy. I'm in heaven. You know, it doesn't. Yeah. It, you know, it's like it's like complaining about what's what's the best thing out of the best thing. You know, <laughs> it's like <laughs> that was that was the problem with Bristol. Yeah. Like, ooh, mm. ooh, 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 ooh. Like, yeah. where do we go next? <laughs> and we kind of did like two beers in one tent, mm. three beers in the next tent two beers in the next set and then kind of went back into the middle and did another like yeah. three beers and then back yeah. to the other one did another couple of beers and just sort of like try to rotate around as much as <laughs> yeah. possible yeah really yeah but it's both good fun um i don't know i don't i mean they're not being there i mean they'll always make my heart bleed but you know <laughs> it's like there's so many good beers out there and it's just yeah it's it's been I think I've been to like five festivals this year and it's like it's, it, I wouldn't say I've had a bad experience at any one of them. They've all been they've all been good. They've all been very very good. So mm. yeah, happy with it. But nice. Well, yeah. at least after the Bristol Bay Festival, we did stop into Bottles and Books yes, on Gloucester Road because nice it was their kind of birthday week mm. as well. Um, so they started up uh, a year ago. And we managed to get a day of beer in there. Yes, they had we one did. on tap in there. The, so I think it was a table saison or something like that, or table Belgian beer or something God, to that. End. At that point, I yeah. had no idea what the beers were <laughs> that we drank. Uh, yeah. We did meet some lovely people in there as well who just yeah. went to Bristol Crappet Festival, who mm. were equally as fucked as we were at that point. <laughs> I think, uh, which made me feel a little bit better at least. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Mm, we did good, get to have day. some day of beer that day. Mm, yes, that's true. That's true. That's very true. It is, yeah. and I'm going to drink a day of beer now. <gasps> so, this is the invoice me for the microphone IPA, six point five percent, a soft, juicy IPA with plenty citra and mosaic. Please keep this can refrigerated to preserve the flavour profile intended. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. That's it. Yeah, addresses and some this such. will be much more fruity than the last one you had, or you know. It smells. I mean, it's a lot mm. hazier. Oh god, yeah. Um, it's almost. Mm. It's not the you know. It, it's got almost that like milky 
yes. quality to it uh, in the way that it looks. It's kind of it's thick and it's opaque, but it's got that white kind of edge mm. to it. When you get it in the light, like the center is nice and kind of orange. Right. But the edge is this almost this lemon curdy kind yeah. of color. You know, it's edging on really yellow. <laughs> and nose wise, you're getting a much bigger nose than the last beer. Yeah. And it's kind of, it, but it's not, it's not fruitier than okay. the last beer. Mm. It, it's fruity in a very different way. Right. Almost a little bit kind of. It's not like it's not sour and it's not kind of like acidic, but it's got that little like tinge to it mm. that just pulls away a little bit. That suggests that this might be slightly bitter, perhaps. Perhaps this is where I'm completely wrong again. <laughs> no, when I think of day of beers, I don't know. I always think like smooth and juicy, but they do. A lot of them do have a nice bitterness on the end, like steady rolling man. Like yeah. you know, they're classics. It's like. I remember when I first had it on this pod, I was like, this just reminds me of like an old style IPA where it's very fruity and then very bitter. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm good at bitterness as well. They are. I mean, this is, mm. you know, this is nice and fruity, mm -hmm. but it's, it's balanced out quite well. Mm -hmm. So it's not a big hit. It's yeah. quite a, quite a delicate kind of fruity kind of profile, I suppose. Mm -hmm. There's not much bitterness to it. There's a little bit. Okay. Maybe, yeah. you know, there is a little bit, but probably only as much as the previous beer, okay. uh, which was the Bundabus Northern Monk Dana International. Mm -hmm. um, very similar in that it's it's kind of like a fruit, and then that kind of gives way to something else. And it's not bitterness. Right. With, the, with the Bundabus, it was a little bit of sweetness. This is kind of... Ah, it's a it's an odd one to kind of mm. describe, really. That fruitiness kind of gives way to maybe a little bitterness, but but mm. you know just so so slight. Mm -hmm. Maybe that is what is pulling away from that fruitiness. Maybe there isn't something else. There's not a sweetness there, at least. Mm -hmm. um, it's not like a sourness there to it. Okay. it kind of there's something that just kind of pulls that fruitiness, reigns that mm. fruitiness in, I suppose. Yeah. Um, to make it very light, and I actually like drinking it. I'd have thought that this was a bit more of a, a bit more of a pale ale rather than an IPA. Okay. It's, like, it's, it's yeah. nice and viscous. Mm -hmm. It's got that body to it. Yeah. Uh, but it's kind of flavour-wise, it's a little bit balanced. It's a little bit delicate. A little bit more reserved. Yeah. You know. mm. Less emphasis on either like either extreme, the fruitiness or the bitterness. Yeah. Yeah. yeah completely. Mm -hmm. I mean. It's got that that little bit of juiciness to it, so when you're drinking an orange juice, you get that nice big mm. kind of like sweet flavour, and yeah. that aftertaste is a little bit like sort of pithy perhaps, and yeah. this kind of has yeah, that. Yeah. It, it, it's got that kind of fruitiness to start with, not big fruity, as mm -hmm. if it's a fruit juice, but it then gives way to that kind of like a little bit of a, a pithiness perhaps, mm -hmm. um, something yeah. that pulls it back very slightly. So. It's nice. It's very nice. Very yeah. easy to drink. Oh yeah, um, they always are. Yeah, too yeah. easy. Just just as the the Dana International was, uh, mm. very easy to drink. A uh, bit of a bigger can with the day, five hundred mil. Yeah, 
Always good. <laughs> it is, yes. Um, and before we move on to uh, to your other event, Lucy, mm-hmm. uh, we are seeing a few more Dare Cans bowling about at the moment. Yeah, um, they did. I think I saw this on Twitter. That's the one. They've got two new vats, like what they call rockets. So they'll be able to produce more and distribute more. I mean, yeah. In the last two weeks, I've seen two places that I've got their cans in, and yeah. it's like it used to be, <laughs> you know, the gap between seeing their cans what used to be like I don't know six months <laughs> rather than two weeks. So yeah, I imagine we'll see them. You know, you said that you saw some in Bristol as well, didn't you? So mm. we'll see them um, more places, and to to that as well. Um, Burning Soul, uh, my favourite brewery up here. Yeah. Also got some new rockets in, so Ooh. don't know if they're gonna be canning. I doubt it. They they do bottles so far, but mm-hmm. might see those bottles in more places. Who knows? But yeah, they make good beers. So. Hey, I mean, I uh, I noticed um, because I follow bottles and books on Twitter mm-hmm. and Facebook and stuff. I've been seeing sort of Lewis is very good at uh, posting the new mm-hmm. beers that he has come in. Yeah, yeah. So I did see that they had a couple of day beers in um, that were brewed for, oh, what is it? Is it Cheltenham and Gloucester Beer Week or Gloucester and Cheltenham? It could be either. Cheltenham and Gloucester Beer Week. Um, so either. they had a few beers from Dare come in. Yeah. And in amongst the, the new beers he had come in, he had a few from Arbor as well. Oh, nice. But okay. they were canned. So they're oh. now doing, uh, you know, their, their bottles were pints. Their cans yes, are now they're... pints, which is what, six, no, eight, really? five mil. <laughs> yep. So, I love <laughs> they, um, so yeah, what so Arbor are now canning as well. I've only seen their kind of like core beers. So like Shangri-La, yeah, I yeah. noticed was, was one that he'd posted up. So uh, people are moving more towards cans. You know, I think to that's... be the way. I think... Yeah, I think, I mean, there's obviously, like, economical and environmental reasons for that, but yeah. even when I go into, like, my beer shop, and it's like, Arbor always there, and it's like, we don't usually get new Arbor beers, like, as you mm. said, the Strongly Lars there, the the Rocket one. Like Rocket Man, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Rocket Man, but, you know, the standard ones, and it's like, I, I've had all these before, um, if they can, like, you know, with, with you know, cans, smaller cans, smaller packaging, get more out there. That'd be great, yeah. Yeah, yeah, completely. Mm. But that's great. When you said cans, I was like, oh no, they haven't gone to like four forty, have they? No, like, no. no, it's still pint <laughs> cans. Yeah, God bless them. Thank you. Well, it seems to be. I, I don't know what it is. I read a. I read something. What was it? I think it was the Beer O'Clock Show on Twitter. Right. Uh, posted up a poll, and and basically just sort of said like, this was this was a while ago now, maybe like eighteen months, two years ago, something like that. <laughs> Um, saying like is Bristol like just the place of big beers do do we just get like 660 mil bottles or pint bottles or 500 mil you know 600 mil bottles from like every brewery in Bristol Mm. I think it was to do with Wiper and True that Wiper and True put out like bigger bottles in Bristol and then go down to like their 330 mil bottles almost everywhere else (laughs) which is super interesting that Mm. they're bottling in two different sizes dependent on where they're you know shipping to yeah i suppose but it could maybe have that's just purely a logistics thing maybe it's possibly you bristolians are just blessed in that way <laughs> you know? i mean we, we we yeah 
Mm. Yeah. It yeah. does does make <laughs> us feel a little bit more alcoholic than everywhere else. <laughs> perhaps that we buy our beers in bigger yeah. quantities than mm-hmm. it's served anywhere else. Yeah, it's but... like America, how like their food portions are just huge. <laughs> Bristol just oh god. We're not Bristol's beer. not the America of the UK. <laughs> Definitely not. No, fuck that. We're almost the exact opposite. Apart from in our quantity for beer, I suppose. Mm. That is the yeah. one thing that we share, possibly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it'd be nice to see, you know, more Daya beers at least mm. in cans. As you say, yeah. not every six months, but every, you know, even if it was every yeah. two months, if it was every yeah. month, something like that, you know, that That'd would be, be fine. fine. Yeah, and it's, it's actually been nice, like the thrill of the chase, like <laughs> just seeing on Twitter. Oh, this place says Daya. It's like the goat. How fast drive. can I drive over there yeah. in a responsible yeah. manner? <laughs> yeah, it was when the um when the Northern Powerhouse box came out. Yeah. Um I instantly messaged um Bottles and Books and said, "Could you put one of those you know behind for me please?" Yeah. I'll be over as soon as I can. Just 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 don't sell it, please. Mm-hmm. It was like, "Oh no, I can't come today. Can I can I come and get it tomorrow? Could you hold it for me tomorrow, please?" It just, you know, I I suppose for anyone listening who you know, picks up beers now and then from a bottle mm-hmm. shop but mostly goes to, to smaller kind of like or oh, smaller goes to supermarkets and picks up their sort of like their craft beer you know, connect with your local bottle shop speak to them talk to them they can hold yeah. beers for you they're more oh, than God, happy yeah. to do they're that. more than happy to yeah uh, but at my um, bottle shop still has like Northern Powerhouse uh, beers like the boxes yeah um, every time I go in there I'm so tempted to pick up an old because <laughs> like, they were good. Oh, like five out of the... How many were there? Like eight? Eight. Eight, yeah. I think. Like five out of the eight, I absolutely... Like, the other three were great also, but I was like... Mm. There were some really, really, like, big, fruity, yeah. like, IPAs and double IPAs, and then... Like, ooh, the, ooh. the stout. Was it, was it the Buxton Chocolate Stout? Yeah. Ooh. It was something. I know there was a stout in there. <laughs> yeah, it was great. I think they so, hit. Yeah. They they must have hit with eight beers. They hit every not every beer style, obviously. Yeah. But I don't think they they didn't repeat a beer style, did they? I think they did. I think they, they might have had, had like an two IPA. IPAs. Oh, did they? I know they had an IPA and a double IPA. Maybe. And a pale ale, and then they did a I remember brown they had a saison. The brown, brown water. I really like that. Yeah, brown there was a saison. Well. There was a stout. They're so good. I might actually. I'm sure we could find a list online. Yeah. Exactly which beers there were. You, you listener, research it if you want to know. (laughs) We don't want to tell you now. They, they were good, and I do see them like sold in like some bottle shops like individually. Yes. Uh, So if it's like you don't like brown ales, even though that was a very good brown ale, then you're just like, oh, just want to pick up one of them. Then completely, completely. uh, Like Lewis from Bottles and Books, Mm. I went in there just after um, I picked up my box. I think it was like the week after or something, mm-hmm. and he was saying that they were selling much better individually. Oh wow! Uh, okay. People yeah. were coming in and going. Actually, that's I want this style. I mm-hmm. want to pick up this beer, yeah. rather than just picking up the you know the whole box, which is what a yeah. box was well, like forty quid something. Forty like that. pounds for well, I think depending on where you go, yeah, it's probably anywhere between like thirty-two pounds and forty pounds, which is you know big barrier to entry. Yeah, just picking yeah, up completely. Lots of beers, and you know, people might just want some more variety and stuff like that yeah very much brews, yeah. but yeah, yeah that, they were really good i might have to pick up another box just have a fun i'll just you know what i'm, I'm gonna do i'm gonna go there on like the 25th of october 
buy one of those and just play Red Dead the next day and not oh. leave, not even draw my curtains. Stay there. <laughs> Sit in the dark. <laughs> yeah. Re reach over to the beer fridge, just pull another one out. Like, oh, brown ale, brilliant. Yeah. And just fucking bowl around looking at horse testicles and stuff. Yeah. I think that's the plan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, talking of games. Mm. Let's move on to the other event that you went to um, last week now. Mm, yes. Uh, which was EGX it was. in Birmingham. It Didn't was. Didn't have to travel far? No, just around the corner. And it's, I mean, used to be in London. Um, yeah. EGX and EGX Res, that happens usually every April. Um, this is fourth year on the trot. Um, I've been, because it started going to Birmingham four years ago and it made sense because it's like Birmingham's a much easier place to get to than London um, for all of the country <laughs> yeah. even people in London it's probably easier well, it's, to get to Birmingham well, yeah. it's not easier to get to mm. but it's easier to navigate your way around it you know I could get yeah. I can get quite easily to the fringe of London but I then getting right where I need to go rest. in London mm. is quite hard yeah yeah it's in the tobacco docks in London, which is right in the centre, I believe. So, mm. yeah, that just sounds like a nightmare. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's fourth year, you know, Yeah. now a veteran. It's like, ah, uh, this doesn't have the same appeal and, you know, Ooh. Uh, like, Ooh. it isn't like, oh, shining lights and I've seen this before. Like the first year, the first year was a really good year. Really enjoyed it. Um. I mean, Sony and Microsoft were both there um, in a big way because yeah. at that point they both had games. Um, not so much anymore. But, uh, <laughs> but um, and then Nintendo. Crackdown three probably shown. No, but <laughs> just a trailer. Yeah, sizzle reel amongst some indies or something like that. <laughs> um, just Terry Crews firing a gun <laughs> yeah. in the air. That was it. Yeah, and then. Um, yeah, Nintendo started showing up in the last few years and stuff like mm. that. But, um, I mean, I only go there for the indies, you know. I don't go yeah. there for the um, AAA games because, A, I'm not going to queue and B, it's like, I I know what these games are going to be. I know what they're going to be like. I know if I'm going to buy them. There's no... The only game that I probably would have wanted to play is, from a AAA standpoint, is Metro Exodus. Yes. But I was never going to queue for that. I don't Mate, care I was, enough for it. I was just thinking about that, and the one mm. kind of the one thing I saw, uh, well, I saw lots of things from EGX and from all of the people kind of like posting up stuff. Um, and we'll have some previews on OutLives.net, so go there mm. uh, about some of the things that we've seen. But one of the things I saw was Corey, MC Fixer, mm. saying that he'd, you know, it's a big photo of him with like the big Metro Exodus yeah. banner or you know embossed kind of letters sticking out of the wall behind him and I'm just, I instantly thought man I hope you didn't fucking queue for that shit no no he had a press pass so he was yeah. like yeah I got a press pass the first year but it's like I don't feel comfortable using it I, I just don't it's like it's like when I talk to like developers especially in, like in the indie places which is where I wanted to be anyway yeah I when they're saying, oh, oh, we'll just move this person off and kick them off. It's like, no, my time is not more valuable than anybody yeah, else's. Yeah, completely. And I felt really but the, the, I think <laughs> that's, the, like, that's no. part of the problem with it, isn't it? Like, to, mm. to them, like, they want exposure. Yeah. So they do value 
someone's yeah. time with the press pass more than just the like the general public because mm -hmm. they know that they may get some kind of write-up or video yeah. or something from it so I mean, I, I, I've not been to EGX. I have mm -hmm. massive... I have plans, hopefully, to come next year. That would be great. Mm. Um, and and uh, possibly, depending on what we decide in Out of Lives, getting a press pass. Uh, I've never oh, okay. had a press pass yeah. to anything. Um, <laughs> so I don't know the etiquette, I suppose, mm. uh, all about it. You just and barge I, in and say, I'm okay. pressed, and you go... I can imagine I would have probably just stood there and queued... They're like, oh, yeah. you're press. You can, yeah. like, uh, yeah. am I? Okay, I suppose, <laughs> sure. Uh, and just gone and played it. Yeah. But it's, you know, I feel like EGX, uh, similarly to you, that mm -hmm. a lot of the AAA stuff that's shown is coming out in not, you know, in the not coming months. Time. Yeah, it's not like the... these games are, oh, they're not even six months out, some of them. Most exactly. of them. Exactly. Whereas like the indie Spider stuff Man might be Mario. might yeah. be a little bit further away. Oh yeah, these games may never come out. <laughs> so I played that game. Remember that? It's, what do you do? Because it didn't come out. Yeah, and it's like, and those are, that's where you find like the gems, and that's where you can talk to the developers, and that's where yeah, you know, you can just you know see the passion like oozing out of them and how excited they are just to see so many people come through and play their games. And it's like because a lot of people do stay in the indie place. They're probably like you know. Mm skirt about and like go to the you know big free um and queue up for like one game or something but they always end up coming back to like the indie place because what they've yeah. done now which I, i've liked um last few years is that they put the indie place like all like the res collection the left field collection they're all basically at the front of the hall where you come in mm. and all the big stuff is all the way down there and they put the weird cosplayers right at the back <laughs> Which is unfortunate. <laughs> Surely you want them first. Depends. <laughs> <laughs> people are already people are already in there. It's not like they can go and get a refund on their tickets, is it? Yeah. Put the cosplayers in instantly, mm. greeting you into yeah. the space. Yeah, but it's like more of the niche things, I should say. Um, weird saying niche because oh, I wouldn't say gaming's niche. It's one of the biggest selling pro entertainment properties but yeah but it's like more of the niche things like board games and like old school games and maybe pinball tables and stuff like that more mm. at the back um but it's like if you know they're there you're gonna go to them but um yeah yeah, yeah. they put all the indie stuff at the front and i think that's good it's good to give them more exposure because mm. the big three are fine it's like I, I told my sister who i go with every year i said the biggest queue there is gonna be at nintendo for that goose game and they had <laughs> the goose game them. did they they had the goose game but i know it's a 10 minute demo demo um yeah and i saw six people there and i was like no nah. <laughs> 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 i know what this game is i'm gonna buy it it plays a goose it looks cool i'm gonna buy it it's fine um but yeah it's like in these indies for me it's like one game um i saw there it's been out for like four months already it came out earlier this year I played it there. Yeah. It's a mobile game. It's called G30. I'll probably talk about it next week. Okay. Uh, mobile game, really interesting. I came back home, looked on my phone. I was like, I'm going to look up this G30 because um, I'm going to want it. 
I was like, oh, it came out four months ago and just bought it there and then. It's like, <laughs> and played it at, like that week, and it's like a really good experience. It's like I never so, would have found out about that game. It's, it's in, that's interesting that there's also developers there who have a game out, and that's what mm. they're showcasing as well. Did they, that happens a know, lot with the indies, you know. Was like, it coming to any other there, like worms? Was there. it coming to any other platform or anything like that? I don't know. I'd have to check. It's only on iOS, unfortunately, because I think, yeah. and it's not even on Steam. I think it's. I'll talk about it next week, but um, I think you'd really enjoy it and uh, the story behind it and stuff like that. But um, yeah, a lot of them you see see there. It's like Overcooked Two was there, Worms was there. Really? Yeah. I mean, Team Seventeen and publish uh, British publisher. So it's yeah. like, you know. This is the biggest show. It's like, I played Overcooked 2. I knew Overcooked 1. Played that. I knew I probably wanted Overcooked 2 at one point, but I sat down and played it. It was like, oh, actually, I want this sooner than maybe it goes on sale. I'm still going to wait okay. for a sale. That's good, That's good for them. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, it's like more exposure. Mm. It's like that G30. They got a sale because they turned up at the show, and it's like, I yeah, didn't yeah. know it was ever a thing. But, um,. But it's that's it's, it's interesting coming back to the kind of like the conversation that we were having earlier about like Brewdog hmm. going to like the Craft Beer Festival. Yeah, there you know these these developers already have a product that's out. Mm. Uh, they could rely on the algorithms and the storefronts and the main like home pages of stores and things, kind mm -hmm. of like pushing their products. And I imagine with a lot of these things, you have to pay for you know like being like the featured game or something like that yeah absolutely but going somewhere that they can gain mind share that they can just be part of the conversation that they mm -hmm. can, you know again they can go and chat to other developers whether you know g30 was made by a 10-man team or a mm. two-man team i think it's one can, guy <laughs> exactly he can go and yeah. he can chat with other people which he yeah. may not get to do. you know he may get to do that every day mm. he may not get to do that or other developers may not get to do that so yeah going there and networking as well and promoting your product makes yeah, sense makes sense yeah i know t I, I was speaking to a developer of like super rude bear came out um I think it's two years ago now. Brilliant, uh, like really hardcore platformer. Uh, buy it if you haven't. Um, but he was saying he was just talking about the costs of like bringing like a rig up there and stuff yeah. like that. And it, it see as an indie developer, especially, it seems it seems like yes, we could go one way and it works out very well for a small development team. Is mm. Like Nintendo and even Team Seventeen are going to be fine, but you know, or it could just be absolutely not worth the cost yeah, being on the yeah. floor. And I, I guess in smaller places like the Left Field Collection, which is all the very, very small indie games, and you know that that's a place where it's like, will this ever come out? Kind of a mm. place that where I'm guessing it might be subsidised, it might be cheaper, you know. So, but but yeah, it's I, regardless of like the um. Know, economics behind it it's great seeing like indies there that i never knew about and yeah i'm really excited to play in the future now and it's like i'll be following those developers you know give trying to retweet them whenever i can give them a bit more exposure because mm. yeah it's like that's where the gems are going to come from it's like i know every single of those games that sony nintendo and well 
the apps that Microsoft are going to put out. So <laughs> I know every single one of those games. I know them. Um, the others I don't, and mm. the games that you know came away with my favourite was a game I've heard of, but had no like interest in following or something like that. And it's called um, Fogs. P H O G S. Okay. And it's basically like imagine cat dog, but it's two dogs, so it's dog dog. So dog, dog, touch yeah. to one, <laughs> touch to one body, and it's like this this cool physics game where you're controlling each head of the dog. Um, yeah. It's with kind the, with each like is it a control each, pad? Is it analog sticks? Yeah, with each analog stick and yeah. each trigger, and it's just cr like nice, really colourful world, and you're just going through these uh, different levels, solving puzzles and. That was my game of the show because it's just it's just so light-hearted and delightful. It's like ooh, I, just, I was just ooh. like I need to put this down, otherwise I'm just going to play the whole demo. But I mean, <laughs> all you've done is describe the control scheme for it, and I'm sold. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, that's cool. Yeah, it reminds me of that game, which is actually I think it's the first game from the people who make the Goose Game called Push right. Me Pull You, which is like yes. a yeah. Weird human centipede kind of physics party game. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> With weird noises. And <laughs> <laughs> this is like the dog version of that and it, yeah, it looks really cool. Yeah. So it's a mix between cat dog and human centipede. Yes. <laughs> just <Ooh>. horrifying. <laughs> but yeah, just some other small small games like um there was one which was like Space Harrier, but you're controlling it with your hands with like the leap motion um, control, which is probably the best like use of that piece okay. of technology I've ever seen. Mm. Uh, it's like, you know, you know, you're going, oof, 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 oof. <laughs> you're basically flying this cat through like barriers and trees. It's basically Space Area and then cat. Space Harrier is fucking awesome. <sighs> I love that game. <laughs> we don't get enough Space Harrier no. clones, really. No, that I remember playing that on my Master System back in the day. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> love that game. Nice, nice. So, uh, Dog Dog, or was it Fogs? Fogs. Fogs. <laughs> Dog Dog. Was your, uh... Well, yeah. Game, game, yeah. game of the show, yeah. Game of the show. I mean, Fogs mm. doesn't really kind of put across what it is, does it, I suppose? No. But game titles never really do no, not usually it can no. be quite abstract like what the hell is resident evil exactly exactly just <laughs> okay, a, a, a crotchety old man who fucking <laughs> puts marbles in the hallway yeah. of his fucking old people's home yeah yeah but there's so many weird things there like there was like a game that like i think it was the first game in like 20 years that's been made like on like sega mega drive and like master system like original dev kit oh and that only was like there was two... it yeah and there's only like two that, which, in the world. that came out like is that the one that came out a few months ago no it's the one that's coming up now i think they right. helped i think them those two like uh developers are like actually helping each other but this one's yeah, called, yeah. i think it's called tanglewood and it's like a like 16-bit um puzzle platformer it, it looks like lion king so i was immediately Ooh, like okay. drawn to it so yeah stuff like weird quirky stuff like there and it's it was good, yeah. It, I mean, every year I'm, th I'm narrowing the days that I go. Like, <laughs> I mean, I've always only gone two days because I'm never going to go on a Saturday and Sunday. I'm already 
tired but it's like used to buy four day tickets now i'm just yeah. buying two days i think next year i'm probably just gonna go for the day play all the indies and <gasps> be happy that's, fair. that's year, fair i'll go two days well i'm currently i'm mm. hoping i'm gonna get a press pass but there is i'll just uh cut it in half and give me the other <laughs> there is there is chat about some family members wedding mm. happening on maybe one of those days so i'm furious but <laughs> yes yeah we have to we should have to convene on the yeah. days that mm. we uh, we that are, at least i attend yes and we hook up so you know and if it ties in with the beer festival it ties in with the beer festival yeah that's never a bad thing that'd be good but yeah that would be crazy <laughs> but um yeah one game that was there mm at the Switch booth, which I had already played at that point. Okay. It was coming out that week. Called The Gardens be Between. Oh, yeah. yes. Gardens Between, yeah. I was going to say The Gardens In Between, but no. The Gardens Between, which is a puzzle, time shifting, platformer puzzle adventure game i don't yeah. know how to describe it it's basically you're on these uh little little islands um art is fantastic music's great as well um these kind of 3d islands and you're kind of walking around them so the camera's rotating as you're walking around them mm. players too i don't know if it's a boy and a girl or two girls or two boys maybe i think they probably look undraggedly androgynous just to like so you can you know re reflect your Take own what you will sort of thing yeah there. yeah because yeah, it's, it's a story of, it's basically a coming a coming of age story and it's like camaraderie coming of age story. yeah, yeah like yeah. two kids meeting each other one kid moves in next door they they form a bond they form a friendship it's about mm. coming of age and it's very like reminiscent of you know if you grew up in like the 90s they have like on these islands the kind of like shrunken down milli with okay. massive like kind of props on them and these props like like vhs tapes oh like yes old yes CRT i remember seeing a trailer TV. for this yeah. yeah 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 like just like sony walkmans all the stuff from like you'd remember from the 90s and mm. so it's very littered with like nostalgia um but you're playing as these two like kids probably about early teens um yeah. you're not exactly controlling them though you're more controlling uh like the advancement or like recession of time okay. so it's very simple like control scheme as well you're only using like one button like several you can use a joystick that's how i use it just to you know right to you know advance time left to rewind time but mm. you can use like the joysticks and stuff like that and the triggers and you can use any button basically it's basically like a two button game and then as you're like advancing time the kids will walk and it's like their actions you can't exactly dictate those mm. but you can change things in like the environment get the kids to change things in the environment by press pressing like the action button yeah which i played on I played on PC, um, it's on Switch, it's on PlayStation 4, and it's yeah. on PC. Um, I used a controller, Xbox controller, so it was just the A button the, as the action button, I believe. And so 
they can change little things in the world that will make so you can rewind time and when you go back that change in the world is constant and then mm. you can proceed because so you've you change that you thing move in the forward world. you knock something you press the action button you knock something down yeah you rewind and then you go forward and it is already down yeah yeah like like perfect example it's like oh there's this um ravine in our way we can't go past and the game will stop um it's like you can't go past so you obviously need to sort something out prior to yes. that point um you rewind you get one of the characters to um like i can't even remember but they do something to make a vhs uh vhs tape fall down yeah okay and then rewind and then go forward and they can cross the vhs yeah. that's so hard to say vhs tape <laughs> yes but um yeah it's and it gets um it's quite it's not too challenging i didn't like um mm. like have any difficulties i was able to do it like pre-release without a walkthrough so okay. it was fine and but it does get a bit more... The mechanics become slightly more involved. Um, still the same concept, but it becomes mm. slightly more involved, slightly tougher, slightly... It, it does have you scratching your head now and then. Um, but yeah, overall, it's very light-hearted, very simple mechanically, um, well-put-together game. And um, I think it's made by the Voxel agents. So check that out if you if you haven't. Um, see if it's your jam. Nice. But, yeah, really striking art style. So it, it almost it almost sounds like a bit of a mix between something like uh, Rhyme and the mm. those like rotating two D sections in yeah. Odyssey almost, uh, where you're kind of moving around the environment. So oh yes, the, the, yeah. The, the, mm. the kids are kind of moving around the environment, and the, yeah. kind of the, I suppose the camera pans around with them. Yeah, and you have these yeah. environmental. Uh, puzzles that you need to solve, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. And so, like the the islands which create the background also come into like the foreground. They're not just set dressing. There's things mm. to interact with it in the uh, in the background and in the foreground. But um, yeah, you're absolutely right. It is very much. I'd say the style is probably yeah that kind of 3D kind of slightly cartoonish art style is very yeah. reminiscent of Rhyme. And yeah, yeah, it's a really in you probably think oh i've 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 experienced this time rewinding mechanic in so many games like i don't know braid or super time force or something yeah, like yeah. that but they still manage to do something different with it and i think that's what's most enticing about this game the fact that they've taken something that we've probably all done at one point in mm. a video game and they make something new and novel about it in ways that it's just like oh I thought this might have been played out by the time I finished this game, but it's like, no, you're still finding new ways to use this mechanic. Yeah. And it's a short game. Is, That's nice. But, yeah, it is nice uh, for us oldies. But, um, yeah, it's, it, it, it's one of those classic games that it's like, it's short, but it's not too short, but mm. it still wants you, leaves you wanting more. So, like, That's nice. like Donut That's, cool. That's how I felt like Donut County. Yeah. Short, but... It's like that's a nice, you know, concise little package and just makes a really good game, really brilliant game. 
Completely. It's it, it's yeah. one of those games that when I first saw it, mm-hmm. uh, it kind of um, evoked a little bit of uh, like Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but actually, it's yeah. it, whilst maybe maybe storyline wise, it may be similar. Whilst narratively, it's similar. Whilst uh, uh, thematically, it may be kind of mm. similar. It might not be. I've not played it, so I can't. <laughs> but. Like control-wise, it doesn't sound like it is. Actually, the the, the previous game, the uh, I forgot what it was called, Dog Dogs, uh, Fogs, <laughs> Fogs. <Yeah>, Fogs <laughs> actually sounds a little bit more like um, a Tale of Two Sons, where you're using yeah. each analog stick to control a different yeah. character and do something differently. Uh, not that not kind quite of... as somber and you know, yes, heartfelt, yes. but yes. Uh, but the gardens between kind of. I think when I first saw the trailer for it, mm-hmm. it definitely evoked that uh, tone to it. Yeah, it does. And I thought yeah. it would be much more like that. To to find out it's maybe more, you know, you're you're allowing them to move, mm-hmm. and they're both just moving, mm-hmm. and then rewinding time is an yeah. interesting kind of. It's an interesting take. It's yeah, it subverts the the genre completely because it's yeah, like you're not yeah. actually in control of these characters. Um, you're in control of the environment around them, which is mm. completely different to most games where you have that agency. But um, yeah, yeah, it's it's one of those games where it, it will it won't it probably won't sit with me for a long while. The story's not as resonant as maybe I'd have liked it to be, but in a very short runtime, it's very hard mm. to convey what you know the. Like the developers wanted to convey, yeah. um, but it's it's relatable, it's understandable, it's um, it's very much an implied story. There's not too much uh, like there's, there's no like you know text or anything in the game. There's no like dialogue. There's no mm. there's no over exposition. So everything is basically implied. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Again, another interesting take to kind of. To, to put on it and nice that they've kind of left it maybe mm. a little bit open perhaps um so that i mean it sounds super interesting i know yeah, that, yeah. Uh, lee played it as well and reviewed it for it the did. site yeah. uh, and i had a quick kind of uh, glance across his review uh, and it definitely felt like a game that appealed to me mm-hmm. but it it made me kind of um you know it's it, it, one of these questions which I think pops up a lot when you get these experiences where you don't have to do very much or mm. yeah. you do something in a slightly different way that like what is a game uh, you know mm. what what is a game versus what is an experience um, and it might be something mm. that I kind of bring up next week perhaps yeah. and kind of you know talk a little bit more about perhaps okay. but it, it's kind of one of these that actually uh it it kind of hits that mark where if you want something kind of a little bit relaxing but a little bit taxing in terms of maybe kind of like puzzle mechanics or just Mm -hmm. working out how to progress yeah you know it's not like you know it's not like a resident evil game no where you have to run around and you know you need a key to Mm. be able to progress 
but you've got to run back through the mansion <laughs> and go to another room to work out a puzzle to be able to get that key because mm. you had to get four other things from four other different locations <laughs> to then put them all here to get the yeah. key to then take them to this other place uh, you know it's not as complicated or intricate as as that it's a, a much more kind of relaxed yeah maybe not relaxed but uh, it's not as taxing perhaps no not um, at all it's it's as you say it's very relaxed experience um it's, it's certainly like i mean the whole debate is it a game is it not it's a game and like everything is a game <laughs> yeah, for me yeah. and stuff like that but it's like yeah it's it's very you can be in a very chilled relaxed state and played it yeah. It's one of those things that I don't feel like playing a game. Put that on, you know? Mm. It's something interactive, it's something that'll get your mind working, but it, mm. won't, it won't stress you out. It's not doom, you know? <laughs> Completely. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe we won't have this conversation on another episode. Maybe we just have yeah. it now. Like, I think you, you've <laughs> used the word interactive, and I think that yeah. is the key word in mm. terms of any kind of gaming experience yeah. that you are having some kind of influence on progression and mm. outcome and you are yeah. participatory in what you're doing you know you're not watching a movie you're not just sat there yeah seeing things happen you have some kind of input whether that is you know like a telltale game whether mm. you're just choosing certain things in between kind of you know Yes, there's a lot of walking around, I suppose, in Telltale mm. games, but it's only to explore the environment and stuff. But to progress, really, you're kind of choosing between different decisions. Mm -hmm. um, we, we won't dwell on Telltale. I'm sorry. I even nah, yeah. But, um, yeah. <laughs> Poor people. It, 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 it's kind of, uh, you know, there's so many different levels of interactivity yeah. in terms of games that sometimes it is so nice to have one where you are you are just making those basic choices or mm -hmm. doing those basic kind of like button prompts or inputs yeah you don't really have to do very much but you're getting mm. such a rich narrative experience yeah or even if it's not even if it's not like rich it is just a poignant and very well made narrative experience yeah. i mean uh, people play candy crush every day and they're just swiping and it's still a yeah. game yeah you're still interacting with it i think like the best like uh, argument to this argument is Steve Gaynor's like um, he did like a keynote. I think it was GDC. Uh, probably gone home. It's been about, about five years. It's probably like three or four yeah. years ago. It's when he still had long hair. But it's just like I mean, gone home. It's it's crazy that that was where the like discussion stemmed from. Because mm. for me, that's one of the best made games. The most inte yeah, intelligently yeah. designed games that I've ever played, and it's it's hilarious how it stemmed from that. It's like oh, I don't understand, <laughs> but it's just like honestly, listen to his keynote, and it's so like interesting and just a great insight to development and and like why that is a game. And I always go mm. back to the point where it's like when people say, "Oh yeah, I could have just read this in a book." It's like but no, you couldn't have. You couldn't have gone through that mansion, turned on every single one of those lights when you go into every single one of those rooms, and that's your marker for, like, I've been in this room, the light's on. I've been in yeah. this room for that light. And probably about halfway through the game, you open a drawer and with a note in, it says, 
oh, you're so much like your dad not turning any of the lights off. It's like, <laughs> if you read that, it's like you don't get that kind of connection to A, the narrative and like the story and who these characters are, and B, that Absolutely. gameplay choice that made that make sense. It's like, <sighs> yeah, it just depresses me when people are like, oh, <laughs> that's not a game. I, I completely it's, it's completely. fantastic like, game. Like, it's gone like, home. Oh, I want to play it again. It's came out on home Switch. Yes, you have to <laughs> yeah. double dip, mate. Already, is, I already is... bought it on Xbox when it came out. It's just like <laughs> I, I bought it on, well, I bought it on PC back in 2012 when it came out. Bought it on Xbox as soon as it came out. I haven't and played it, it. Was it on? It came out on PSN as well at some point. I oh think. yeah, yeah, it came out yeah, yeah, yeah. probably the same day on Xbox and PlayStation. Um, it's on Switch. I mean, it, it, like Gone Home is one of these super prescient super relatable games mm-hmm. that just does what it does so fucking well yeah it's kind of it, it's almost how i felt about something like her story as well <sighs> that her game. story is like a sorting mm. app <laughs> and all you're doing is just sorting through different video files essentially mm-hmm. but it it, it you know you're interacting with it you have to be engaged mm-hmm. you have to be and it, it involves you mm-hmm. uh you know yes films engage you and they involve you but they don't interact with you mm. you have to have some kind of input into yeah. all of these things and uh, the great thing about her story is that like even like it's one of those where you say like telltale we all made different decisions, but came to the same conclusion. Yeah. Most people's stories happen in the same way. It's like when you play her story, depending on the order that you, you know, discover things in and stuff like that, you may come to the ending. But it's like my theory on what happened is completely different to other yes. people's. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And it's like you don't get that from a movie. It's like, you know. Everything John is laid out for you the world anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like Um yeah, completely. Um I mean I, I suppose just to well now we mentioned it several times, just to round out this conversation. Mm-hmm. Hopefully everyone who works for Telltale finds themselves Absolutely uh, or everyone who worked for Telltale finds themselves uh, you know, some kind of gainful employment working yeah, for someone yeah. who they enjoy, working on projects that they enjoy, and and working is the is the key phrase. You know, being paid for what you do, <laughs> yeah. rather than just being like, oh, you know, money doesn't matter to me. Mm. I'll just make episode three. Why not? Me and my mates, we'll just get together and make it for all of these cunts that just fucking. <laughs> want the game made yeah so obviously that's what uh, fucking makes me eat and pays my bills yeah it's it's shocking it's it's like i'm a contractor so it's like literally you can get laid off the next day yeah for me it's not much of a problem i live at home which is great <laughs> but it's like you expect that yeah but and it's crazy to the point where it's like you just expect that in the games industry it shouldn't be that way it's like it's crazy it's absolutely crazy even so, to not get severance and just be out of the door 30 minutes later, it's like... And the stories coming out of it, like, people having, like, they're on visas and have to go home, or people move clear across the, across the country for, like, yep. a week, get laid off. 
it's extraordinary but the great thing about it <laughs> not the great thing about it the great thing that's come afterwards is just the whole employment drive from like different developers like Ubisoft yes. saying you know we're in the San, San Francisco like, we'll, area we'll treat you to dinner come yeah. down yeah. it's like I don't even want a job mate but I'll come for the beers and dinner <laughs> <laughs> completely yeah 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 <laughs> I don't want to make Assassin's Creed for the rest of my life. What you want to make? Oh, well, I'll have your you, beer. You, uh, but the, it, it's probably <laughs> like nine dollars a pint in, in like uh, San nah. Francisco, or fifteen dollars a pint. But that—that's it. Like I must have seen, mm. you know, ten, fifteen different development studios, uh, including like Sony Santa Monica, mm -hmm. uh, Sony Bend. Lots of Sony ones. I don't know if it's just because like what I follow on Twitter. But I follow a ton of different people on Twitter, really? so I don't think it's that. But, you know, a lot of kind of like outpour. Yeah. And a lot of people, uh, you know, stepping forward and kind of saying, hey, look, here's, you know, we might not be holding an event as Ubisoft are doing, but just here are all of our job positions at the moment. Like, we, yeah. you know, we can't do more than this. You know, these are the current either, positions yeah. we have, but here they are. If you guys fancy moving up to this city and you want to work with us here are the positions we have like it's brilliant the way that the kind of like the industry has rallied round yeah and, and you of, usually and, and see that yeah out. you see that all the time like you do yeah i mean and then i mean the one good thing to come of it is like all that talent is just dispersed throughout the industry and it's like yes yeah like like um uh who who were the bioshock uh, developers too too irrational yes when they got um shut down it's like yeah okay <laughs> all these people will go elsewhere and it's like oh those games have actually come to fruition come out and been been decent and stuff like that yeah. so yeah. from a selfish point of view it's great to just see that talent scattered you know different studios a lot of them are indie studios and seeing mm. you know those things come to fruition but um for the for the short Term, it's like it's really sucky it's really bad oh completely completely yeah. for, for people who need to pay their bills like in the next couple of days mm. it's fucking shocking in one of the most expensive places to live in, yeah in the world you know just from the san san francisco like office completely completely yeah. i i had a big um when this first kind of broke i um i put my thoughts that like i, I recorded uh mm. my thoughts to put up on our facebook page um but so many different kind of news breaking elements are coming out of this that there is something else every day uh, happening around this story mm -hmm. that i kind of after the first day uh, you know it was like oh loads of people have rallied around and there's all of these job postings and i could have just added that onto the end of my video of like oh mm. shit the telltale had finished yeah i was really looking forward to the walking dead and then suddenly all of these people are like oh but we want refunds and blah and so there's another element to the story and then suddenly yeah. everyone's sort of saying like uh, you know suddenly telltale themselves sort of said well or, or at least people working for telltale perhaps said oh, walking dead's not coming it's minecraft uh, that we're currently kind of like working towards because that's who our shareholders and who we need to do our um yeah. you know, our contractual commitments yeah. to so it wasn't working there so that then came out and now suddenly 
there's a tweet or, or some kind of thing that came out or statement that came out that said, oh, we're trying to talk to partners about maybe being able to make this and the backlash about like pay fucking people severance yeah. rather than actually yeah. trying to make it. Like there's so many facets and the story is moving so quickly that I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah. do yeah, yeah. About this because I have so many other thoughts about it. Like yeah. it's such a fast movie. It's such a difficult thing to kind of discuss almost because it is so fast moving and yeah, it's and it's kind of it's it's interesting to see that this is happening for Telltale, whereas maybe previously it hadn't happened. Like you know, like Evolution shut down. They made Drive Club. They banged out a load of like DLC for it. Mm-hmm. It was like, no, we're going to shut them now. It's like, oh, okay. Hopefully, they get jobs elsewhere. And that was yeah. like, that was it. Yeah. This Telltale, this Telltale situation. It was, yeah, it was just so rapid. And... It was. It was <laughs> very quick, and it seems a little bit more toxic, perhaps, than other examples mm. that have kind of like sprung up. For sure, but but you. But I think it's like the writing was on the wall for a long time ago. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It, it, you know, it's just like, it wasn't even just like the stuff with their engine. It's like you're taking on a lot of properties. Well, it's, it's, it's the model. It's the business model, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's than... just mismanagement. It's like you have to, I mean, everybody wants to get bigger as a company, expand, yeah. you know, but do that in a responsible and, a, and sustainable way. And they just never did that. And mm. it, it showed in their products to be honest it's like you know half of them were hits half of them were misses and it's like in the games industry survive you gotta have 100 percent hits to be honest otherwise what are you doing you're just going in the wrong direction and it's you know it's a tough industry and that's that's rubbish to say it's like you know i got my in some enjoyment out of like the game of thrones season or something like that but it's like if you put out four more of those and all those development costs is going to that and and you're not having big hits like The Walking Dead was, then mm. it's only if you're only going downhill, let's be honest. I mean, my favourite was Tales from Borderlands. Yeah. Um, but everyone's favourite, like most people's favourite, was The Walking Dead season yeah, one. Like yeah, yeah. None of those successive seasons had that major Impact. hit. And it's like, yeah. it's hard to do on like, you know, to follow up on such a great thing first time round. That's very hard to do. And you could argue that The Wolf Among Us, another one that I like, yeah, that was another good hit, but it it, it wasn't, oh, going down as in, like, sequel fatigue or anything like that. It was going down in a no one cares anymore kind of thing. Everyone stopped paying attention. And this, you know, you've done this. Mm. What can you actually add to the genre what can you change up rather than just a repeated game with a different skin Mm. with a different narrative yeah 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 and like the things with their engine that obviously like just perpetuated everything because i stopped giving them like i used to be like day one tell season pass telltale buyer but it's like after like the minecraft season came out and which was enjoyable to some extent but it was episode four the adventure's over, yay! <laughs> Episode five, we're starting a new adventure, yay! Uh, and then, oh, buy the season pass for episodes six, seven, and eight. Yeah. It's like what? You freely? You didn't even. <laughs> you, sometimes you expect like things to end on a cliffhanger, like Batman mm. season two and season one. 
Um, like I think the only one that nicely wrapped up was probably Tales from the Borderlands. Yeah, very remember. contained story. Yeah, yeah. that's what, probably why it's the best. But mm. the others were like, yeah, you leave it on a cliffhanger, it was to be expected. But yeah. when you're literally stopping like the adventure like in the fourth episode and starting a new one on the fifth, that's some skeevy business there. So when it came to light that Minecraft was like, yeah, the only lasting pillar of it, it's like, that, that's no surprise because... It just felt mm. like a cash grab after a certain point, and that was yeah. I think that's that, fair. That was probably the undoing of them, just taking on too many licenses, not really, mm. probably not management. Yeah, probably not caring too much about the creativity and the interesting storytelling in some of these. Rather oh, than I imagine, just getting I imagine, it out. <laughs> like, yeah, I imagine some people that worked there were very into the the storytelling and like, oh, God, worked yeah. super hard on what they were yeah. doing, relevant of what the. Uh, you know what the IP was, but oh God, I yeah, that's it's, in a lot it's, it's massively like middle management or upper management who are kind of like, right, here's the deadlines. You've, you've yeah. just got to fucking smash this up. Crunch, yeah. Um, hmm. But I mean, I, I picked up, you know, I picked up the Walking Dead season pass, which gave mm -hmm. me the collection. Yeah. And even now, I, I mean, this news makes me want to go back and play season one more. I suppose. And season two and season three, which is the one I missed, and then play That's the right. episode, you know, play episode one and two, mm -hmm. and just see what happens. I suppose you know I'm not in a hurry. I don't, I'm not yeah. looking for a refund. Mm. I have five, and I got what four hundred days and Michonne to play as well. Yeah, those, so, are, um, you know, those are cool. It's one of those who are like, oh, I, you must give me a refund. <laughs> Hang on, fuck off. Yeah, like, just, just, just just chill out a little bit like yeah yeah, yeah. You know, i think like day one mm. people are like how fucking dare you do this and well yes to be fair mm. for some of the upper management how dare you do this because you know kind of the writing on the wall a little mm -hmm. you 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 must have had some idea of what was going on for your employees but not fucking how dare you Telltale Games as a fucking entire entity. There yeah. Were people there that had absolutely was... no, no idea. No, at least people are out of a job. I understand, I mean, gamers will be gamers, but I can understand some of the, uh, like, you know, it's like we, we want Walking Dead finished. It's like I get that because, like, Clementine and that whole story arc, it means something to people. So I, yeah. I understand that. It isn't so black and white, but for people, like, baying and for like blood and just everything like that it's like come on man it's like look at the people behind this studio and you know they're more gutted than you will ever be that cleanse yeah, journey yeah. won't be completed and not completed in like oh we just didn't green like a green light another season in mm. the fact that they literally had to leave their jobs that day <laughs> exactly you know? exactly mm. we've we've missed you know what have we played you say you've played season one, two, and three. Mm -hmm. You experienced Clementine's story for sixteen, maybe twenty hours. Mm. These people have lived several years. it, yeah, for <laughs> five or six years. Yeah, maybe longer. Non-stop. The first one came out like so. Mm. Just, just, just have a fucking thought for people. Yeah. I suppose, isn't it? Like, just, mm. uh, well, let's finish. Let's finish there, Jesus. We need to finish on a happy note. God forbid. Um, festivals are fucking amazing. Yay! Woo. Yay! Um, Lucy, <laughs> as you don't have beers, <laughs> out of all of the things you've done in the last few weeks, what excited you the most? 
Sleep. Hooray! Yay! Hooray for sleep. Fuck, that's the <laughs> best fucking thing I can do yeah. every day. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's been a, it's been a good couple of weeks. Games and you know, beer are the best things ever. So, yeah. But I can't wait to just watch Gillette Soccer Saturday on Saturday and just do nothing else. <laughs> There's like four nice. matches on. Like I think the like Madrid derby's on. Got Liverpool playing Chelsea again. I think Man United are playing early kickoff. West Ham there. at the weekend. Yeah, yeah, so I'm not gonna drink. No, I'll probably end up drinking. You will, like sure. with the football, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's fine. <laughs> but no, no video games. They're for babies. Talking of drink, <laughs> um, so I had the Daya invoice me for the microphone IPA, and the uh, fuck, what's it called? Bundabust International and Northern Monk Dana International. Yeah, isn't that? Like, I keep saying Dana International. Isn't that an, uh, like a pop act? Isn't there like a singer called Dana International? Anyway, what? Uh, yeah. what era? If it's before the year two thousand, I might know. If it's, it's after, not, not going to have a clue. It must be after. I don't think it's that far away. And I, I don't have a clue. Away. Spice Girls are cool, though. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, then. So the Dana International, the invoice me for the microphone. Uh, both IPAs. Doing different things. Um, okay. I liked the fruitiness of the Bundabust, of the Nana International. I liked that slight, delicate, like, pulled back kind of nature of the Invoice Me for the microphone. Uh, two, two nice beers. Two beers that I would definitely have again. Mm -hmm. It's very, very difficult for me to kind of say, I would instantly drink this one again. Mm -hmm. They kind of both almost mm -hmm. come off equally. Yes, um, I think drink quicker. The one I drank quicker mm -hmm. was the Bundabust. Okay, is that, that because you had a second went... beer in mind, or is it just like Ooh. exactly context is everything? Right? Yeah, that's true. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know. Have a draw. You know what? I'll pick the Daya, and you pick the Dana. Okay, done. Yeah. You uh, so Lucy is picking the Daya, and voice me for the microphone, and I'm picking the Bundabust and Northern Monk Dana International. Yeah. That works. We have one winner each because <laughs> I've only tasted one, so I guess that's hey, the winner. Brilliant week for me. <laughs> yeah. So yes, mm -hmm. both beers, fantastic. Drink them both. Uh, so if you want to get us on social media to talk to us about events that you may be going to, mm -hmm. beer festivals or gaming events that you're going to, whether you want to talk to us about Telltale or other studios and issues and whatever you want to talk to us about talk to us at tanksup underscore cast or tanksupcast at gmail.com i'm at nova underscore 47 on twitter on psn on steam lucy how do people talk to you i am tanked up lucy on twitter i should more tweet more about all the games that i've been playing some more shout outs <laughs> i might do that so do it now I'm gonna, yeah. So follow me on there to see all the cool games I've been playing, and all the shouts. Yeah, all the shouts and all the uh, all the beers that I've been drinking. You can add me on Untapped at Juicy Loose Nine. Nice. Um, obviously, follow Ado at the Omniarch. He's about. He's hovering around. Yeah, he's, he's in the UK. He's apparently. in the walls somewhere. But he's screaming. Well, <laughs> He is around. He will mm -hmm. be back. He will. Hopefully next week. 
Oh, uh, I hope so. That would be good. Oh, I miss Adol. Where I is do he? too. Yeah. What's he doing? Tomba. No one derails this podcast anymore. <laughs> it's all like straight to the nose. Let's actually talk about things. Yeah. Rather than a pun. Yeah. Where are the puns? Carnage. We didn't have one pun today. Oh. That's shocking. Well, we've done disserviced. <laughs> we have. We have. We'll have to think of one to end the podcast mm. on. Uh, but. If you want more podcasts, if you want more articles, opinions, reviews of games, go to outoflives.net. Go to the Out of Lives Facebook page as well, where you'll see, you won't see them because I don't put up like half <laughs> attempts at videos. Uh, but you'll occasionally see videos from me on the Facebook page mm -hmm. about things, you know, prescient things going on currently in geek entertainment circles and stuff. <laughs> I might put up a Telltale video at some point if anything mm. ever finishes. I'll probably put up a video next about Sony caving because yeah. they're fucking pussies. But yeah, I didn't expect them to do that. <laughs> no, neither did I. I was like, a strong Sony, because I don't care exactly. about Fortnite and I don't play multiplayer games. But you know, it it would have been nice not to <laughs> cave in. I like it when businesses just say. We're capitalists and we don't. That's care it. Maybe, about it. maybe like Andrew House, like he doesn't work for Sony anymore. No, or he, doesn't work for, he doesn't work for Sony at all. He doesn't work for PlayStation anymore. We just phone them. We're like, guys, just, just fucking, just do it. This is my dying wish. Just get it done. Like, yeah. no, who knows where Fortnite's this? Who knows possible. where this came from? Yeah. Who instigated it? What <laughs> feedback they took on? It's a fucking weird thing. If but... Nintendo let you bypass their online paid thing. And not only that, bypass their crappy voice chat and just plug a headset into the Switch and voice chat on Fortnite. Fortnite can bypass anything. Mate, that's it, that's it. What does what does crossplay actually mean? Does it just mean playing with people on another system on the same server? Or does it mean being able to talk to them? I don't know, it's just playing on the fucking, same server. You know, send them stupid Bowser anime. Does it mean being able to fucking, you know, what does it mean? It just means that Fortnite will never die now. <laughs> that's and a, that's Fortnite a bad first, thing. Rocket League next, and then we'll see the rollout. We'll see the rollout to other things, mm. I assume. You can, you can just see the Rocket League devs, like, in the back saying, but we thought of this first. <laughs> and Epic Games so are just, just like, like Never yeah. games are just like in the front, just like teachers' pet, <laughs> not even paying attention <laughs> to the spotty like glasses kid yeah, at the back. Completely. <laughs> and then it's just some cunt at the back who just fucking swears at you and is like, "Fucking do it, mate! Come on!" Yeah, that's Pete Hines. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's the new fucking? It's not Star Fox. What's the new Ubisoft game where you're a fucking? Toys Starlink? to Life ship Starlink. I think that's what it's called. Mm. We'll see them coming out soon. It'll be it'll be crossplay fucking everywhere, and everyone yeah. will be a prick to everybody else. And it'll be console wars <laughs> yeah. all over again. Yeah. You think console wars are bad now? Wait till people actually get to mm. play with each yeah. other on it'll different be like, consoles. What console playing on? Nerd and. Just the word cuck just yeah. appears again everywhere. Um, yeah. <laughs> but for this week, at least, we've been, or I've been slightly tanked up. Lucy's been at least healthy for a week. 
Till next week. Yes. Bye. Bye. Ciao. Ciao. Ha, ha, ha.